You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, the 2nd of November, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this Friday morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Craig, good morning. Um, kind of an up-and-down week. Uh, some uh, Lots of good things happening, some not-so-good things happening. Uh, Let's uh, chat about it. Hey, Eric, I've got a new promo for you this week. You ready? I am. Uh, You know, a lot of people aren't aware of this. In fact, this is not something I was really aware of. But uh, coming up in five days, the uh, Indian tradition of the Diwali Festival of Lights begins. Now, what's nice about, I mean, this is something you and I can get behind. This is the triumph of good over evil, right? You and I are out there. We need we need more of that. Exactly. So this is this is a, this is my kind of festival here. The Diwali marks the Hindu New Year, and it is during this time that many people consider investments in gold to be lucky. We need some of that too, don't we? I, I get the analogy with good over evil, though, for sure. If I was investing in gold, yes, exactly. Uh, and it actually says the forces of light over the forces of darkness. We're, fight, we're <laughs> you and I have been fighting the forces of darkness now for a while. Anyway, uh, gold is a lucky investment, so you can invite prosperity into your home this Diwali by buying a twenty-five gram gold maple at a special price. And for everybody like silver as well, you can get a one ounce. Silver Sprott round at $0.69 cents over spot. So all this can be found at SprottMoney.com or you can call 888-861-0775. Like I said, even if you don't practice Hindu, uh, man, get behind the triumph of good over evil and invite some luck into your home by buying some gold. All right, my friend. Um, I almost feel like a, we had a little bit of luck this week and that gold was getting smashed Monday through Wednesday. And then it turned around and came flying back yesterday. Now we're about unchanged on the week. Silver's up maybe a couple of cents. Uh, how are you feeling at this point? Well, you know, really, it's hard to know what to think because uh, uh, one of the articles I happened to read uh, last week or this week was a technical article, and I think the guy said, "Well, you know, if it closes in a four-hour time window below twelve twenty-six, it's going to go down." And sure enough, in a four-hour time window, it closed below that. And next thing you know, it's below the two, uh, the 100 uh, day moving average at 1220. And then next thing you know, it's down at I guess pushing 1210. And then boom, uh, two days later, it's up at the recovery high here of uh, 1236. And as you and I speak right now, it's at 1231. And I really was debating, you know, what was the reason for the big move on Thursday, the twenty dollar move in. In gold, uh, wasn't sure whether it was you know tr- trade talks back on uh, basic dollar weakness of which there was considerable dollar weakness. Like that was a bad day; it almost went down one percent. Um, or whether it was some uh, talk about uh, Larry Kudlow saying that you know the president hasn't phoned Chairman Powell about the interest rates, which is to su- suggest if he did phone Chairman Powell about interest rates, he would say no moss, please. Uh, which, of course, would be very, very constructive for gold. And even this morning, as I look, and of course, the, the better mover was silver with, uh, I think it was 50-odd cents yesterday, which was uh, uh, tightened up the ratio of gold to silver. Um, but uh, even today, looking at what's happened, we had a, a good jobs number with uh, the non-farm payroll supposedly being up 250. We know my thoughts on the BLS 
Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, data, so let's not go into that. Uh, but the fact that uh, I'm sitting here looking at gold being down a dollar ninety with that kind of number surprises me. Yeah, you know, you would have think that the boys would have been out there really carving it up. And um, speaking of the boys, I mean, the boys, uh, the commercial banks, when gold first moved back up into the uh, 1230s, they they sold every contract that the hedge funds who were short wanted to buy. And you've commented on that before in some of your uh, papers. And uh, there was just a huge reversal of roles there, uh, a little bit again last week. And then all of a sudden, now we're back up through the 200, through the 100-day moving average, and undoubtedly the hedge funds have to buy again. It's like, man, they got double-crossed here, you know, and they're just getting uh, getting b-slapped here around by the commercial banks. So it's uh, it's sort of interesting to watch, you know, if we all want to get back to fundamentals. I think the fundamentals are good. Uh, the various central banks are buying. Uh, the coins, the coin, the interest in coins is picking up. Uh, there's plenty of the, you look at the volatility of currencies, and there's no doubt that most of the world's population would be wanting to uh, own gold rather than their domestic currency. So there are lots of good things in place, and I think you have some information that the uh, World Gold Council put out on the third quarter data. I do, Eric. Gosh, even I think I've taught you to become the king of the Segway. Very good. I like that. All right, my friend. Yeah, your friends, your good friends at the World Gold Council, you know, they put out these reports every quarter, Eric. The, uh, the latest one came out yesterday, and they noted all of that central bank buying that you just mentioned. Uh, but here, here was the one bit of, uh, you know, I don't know how they come up with this stuff, frankly, but they, they characterize gold investment demand as well. And I thought this was interesting. For the third quarter, uh, China had gold investment inflow demand of 86 metric tons. India had inflow of 34 metric tons. So what are we at now? 117? Uh, At the same time, the global ETFs, which allegedly hold a bunch of gold, uh, they had outflows of 103 metric tons. Can we connect the dots, do you think, there? It sounds like something's going from west to east. Sure does. And I, I think the uh, the ETFs are a little more volatile, obviously, than uh, Chinese and Indian buying, which is uh, a lot more stable. And I think subsequently, like, I wouldn't be surprised that in the month of October that I, I don't have the data in front of me, but I'd, I'd be pretty certain that the ETF uh, uh, was quite positive this month. Uh, for gold demand. Actually, I, yeah, and I, I keep track of it every day. So now you got to start to wonder where it's coming from because since October the 5th, just the GLD has seen its alleged inventory go up by uh, 30 metric tons. So we got gold coming from everywhere, I guess. And of course, we talked about the Swiss data last week showing this huge flow from um, west to east. And I, I just can't see that changing here with the way Russia views the U.S. and the way China views the U.S. and and the free world, if you will, okay? Uh, they're the developed world. And um, I, I think those trends will do nothing but uh, carry on here. So uh, for gold to get its footing back, I mean, with just one sniff of, uh, of uh, the Fed not raising rates, and, of course, we, we get sniffs in the sense that the, the market got carved up pretty good in October, 
Uh, we'll see where that goes. It's had a bit of a rebound here these last uh, two days, and looks like today might be a positive day. We'll see. Got to wait for the, the close, as you know. Um, but I would say that, you know, the people are be- becoming way more circumspect about the earnings. I see that Apple, the stock's down 5% because they've changed a few of the metrics around of what they're prepared to tell shareholders. Um, and there's been many other stocks that haven't come through. So we have a different market now where bad news is bad news. And bad news is, uh, sorry, and good news is not necessarily good news. So you, you can sense a change in the sentiment as to how people are looking at stocks. I think we've had this long, long run off the 09 bottom here. And maybe we're getting a little long in the tooth. And uh, certainly knowing that most stock markets in the world are in bear markets, there's margin calls going out around there, and you normally you sell your winners, and your winners happen to reside in North America, so they've been sellers. Yeah. Eric, let's uh, conclude by focusing on a sector of the stock market, that being the mining sector. We talk about that a lot uh, almost every week. Uh, it was interesting last week as the, uh, the sector as a whole, if you want to look at like the HUI index, just got smashed after a lot of the majors reported lousy earnings, big shock there as uh, prices were falling. But yesterday, with gold and silver rally, uh, something like the hooey came screaming back, and now it's almost all the way back to where it was uh, before that disaster of last week. Does that kind of represent some underlying interest, some underlying strength? Are we are we kind of seeing the sector get a little more interesting as we head into the end of the year? I think the bounce back in gold here has been well recognized. I mean, it's you know, it's not as though we have clear sailing for gold to go up, but we've had, I think, two $20 days in the last two or three weeks, which is very, very, very unusual. Um, and, of course, we see some of the physical data that's uh, very positive. Uh, there's lots of market jitters, and I'm sure a lot of people are looking at stocks in a very uh, different uh, light these days. In the mining side knowing that they can change so quickly and that the price of gold can change so quickly, these stocks do tend to spurt along very, very quickly. Um, I should say we've had some good earnings. I mean, I I talked about, you know, what uh, Kirkland kind of looked like uh, for the quarter. Well, they've now reported the quarter they earned 29 cents adjusted, uh, which puts them at a pretty good multiple here. Uh, They've had good drilling success from the exploration front and that Fosterville mine continues to deliver, so everything's uh, well in train there. And uh, it, it's really, it is disappointing that the majors, which have such a huge influence in the ETFs, um, have have not done well. I mean, there's too many companies that, that are losing money uh, uh, with the gold at these uh, prices and, and whose production's going down because they sold off some of the mines. So it would be really good if we could pack in a good quarter here amongst the majors. Uh, there's obviously opportunity, as there is in any business, there's always opportunity to find something that is going to break away from the pack. And uh, luckily, uh, Kirkland's kind of done that for the last two years, and I think we'll con- hopefully we'll continue to do it. And then there are other things that we're all watching that uh, – could be quite exciting. I've mentioned a couple of them before, whether it's Wallbridge or RNC Minerals. They're intriguing, and, um, you know, they, they could explode out if, if things fall into place for them, and a lot of us have to sit and wait and see that happen. And if it starts happening, 
we'll be the first ones to hear about it. Let's hope so. And it's often good. It seems like the last several years we've turned up into the end of the year in both the shares and the metals and kind of carried over some momentum into the new year. Maybe we can pull that off again this year. Well, one of the problems, of course, is you get tax loss selling, right? Right. I'm not so sure we're finished with that yet. So so if you have a loser, I I don't think it's going to be very comfortable uh, six weeks going forward here. And you have to wait till almost uh, December 15th for that to stop. Uh, But typically, post-December 15th, you can get some very exciting things happening. So anybody who's sitting with dough, uh, I would say think September 15th. Watch for stocks that have been uh, under pressure and perhaps undue pressure and uh, and uh, buy accordingly. And of course, if you're sitting with dough, see, here's one of those segues again, Eric. Uh, the folks that's brought money have a very exciting deal for our storage clients here in the month of November. If you're a storage client, you can buy a one-ounce American Silver Eagle at just $2.99 over spot. That's a great deal. If you're a storage client, you can do that. If you're not a storage client, you can become one. All you got to do, take advantage of this deal, is open a storage account with us, and you'll get access to this offer. Again, you go to SprottMoney.com or call 888-861-0775 to take advantage of it. Eric, it's always a pleasure to visit with you. It'll be interesting to see where we go in this upcoming week, and I look forward to talking to you about it next Friday. Every week's an exciting week. Something will happen here, so uh, stay tuned. All right, my friend, you have a great weekend. And uh, from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, we wish you a great weekend as well. And we'll talk to you again next Friday.